What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham and Justin Therese of Talking Football coming to you today with another fine episode. Hopefully your day is going well. Hopefully you're enjoying it. If this week sucks, hey, it's about to get a little bit better for as long as we're on air today. So, first off, thank you for listening. Second off, Therese, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing great. You know, we got some we got some football tomorrow, which is fantastic. I believe we got five games tomorrow. The rest are on Friday. And I know it's just preseason, but I love the Hall of Fame game. It was you're hearing the pads pop and everything. It's good. You get to see all the young guys competing. Oh, let's go, man. I'm pumped. Now with the games, since it's preseason, they're not on the game pass. Like you're not gonna be able to just watch any of them. You're only gonna be able to watch what's on the local screen. Correct. You hate to see it, but hey, football's back. You're gonna see it somewhere. Go to the NFL channel. There's surely there's gonna be a game there. But like you said, man, it's another week of football. We're that much closer to the regular season. I got my dog behind me making noise. If you hear him, I'm sorry, but, man, he's loving the floor in here. We're in the process of moving out. I move in a couple weeks. Lauren's already got a head start on me. And my dog comes in, and he's just like, look at all this room. And he's just he doesn't know what he's like. I got so much more room for activities. That's his mindset right now. So if you hear him, just ignore it. But we're enjoying our time for what we got left here in this shitty apartment but like like i said we're moving on from it it's in the past now here we go here we go tree civia we had an intro song a couple episodes ago didn't go as well as we thought so we're gonna bypass it and wait till we get something a little bit more official and we're gonna we're gonna try and redo that hopefully it's a little better but trees what do you got for us today man yeah we we really do apologize for that because it was <laughs> below standards to say the least <laughs> But, hey, we tried. We attempted. (laughs) All right, Austin. There are – how many players in their career have averaged 4.6 yards or more per carry and have over 2,500 carries in their career? So they've averaged 4.6 yards a carry. Or more. And have over 2,500? Correct. Okay. Um – so within their career. So they're already retired. There's no more in the league? Correct. Um, I'm going to say five. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's less than. It is less than. Yep. So, okay, final number then is going to be like three. And I know Jamal Charles is one of them. Less. Is less than three? Yes. So then it's two. And Jamal Charles is one of them. So I didn't I'm going to see... assume Fred Taylor's the other. So... Jamal Charles, I did not know, had 2,500 carries. Now you got me Now you got me get second-guessing. I might be completely wrong in this. Well, I at least know he averaged over five yards a carry. Yeah, um, he's only 1,000 rushes short, so there's that. <laughs> definitely not Jamal Charles. Okay, so Fred yep. Taylor is definitely one. Correct, he is. And the other is going to be like Walter Payton or Barry Sanders. The other one is Barry Sanders. Let's go. Good job, dude. So I'm going to just pound the table for a minute and say, can we get fucking Fred Taylor into the Hall of Fame yet? Please. Hey, Thank make you. that make that your goal. Put it in your Twitter bio. It is. It's been in my bio for a while. A while that Start Fred promoting hardcore. I should. What, what do you call Jaguars fans? Like with the Chiefs, it's Chiefs Kingdom. What are Jags? Are you guys we, just Duval? We just do Duval. Duval. Is that how it goes? Yeah. 
Okay. Because when you guys played, when uh, Jacksonville played Kansas City last year, Lauren and I, we went to uh, Boulevard Brewing. It's a local brewery here. I'm sure you may have heard of it from um, other people talking about it uh, before. But uh, the Jaguar, a lot of Jaguars fans were in there the day before. And so there's some guy in like a Ramsey jersey on like one side of it. And then coming up the stairs is a guy in a, uh, a Miles Jack jersey. And you just hear, do. And then the other one's like, whoa. And I was just like, what the? And Lauren, Lauren asked, she's like, what are they saying? I was like, I have no freaking idea, but it sounds so stupid. And like, we just kept drinking. And then, you know, the game the next day, I heard it um, from someone else. I think didn't hear it, actually. Someone had tweeted it. And so I had read it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what they said. And then I still thought it was stupid. And then, you know, Bortles throws the ball off his offensive line of his helmet, and the game kind of just went south from there. And then you started chanting do ball, right, at that point? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. For sure. So there actually is a lot of, like, th- things on Jaguars Twitter, Twitter that people hate when we say Duval. Like, they're just like, it's stupid. It's it's your fucking county. Come up with a more creative <laughs> fucking chant. Like, that has to do with your team. I mean, that's got yes. <laughs> like, think of something. Instead of a, like, hey, uh, what can we, uh, what county are we in? Duval. Fuck, there we go. <laughs> like, but now, no. now that everybody hates it, that's why we continue to do oh, it, though, because it bugs people so much that we're just like, it's, good, good. We found something that gets under your skin. We're happy with it. Thought process on drafting Blake Bortles, too. Hey, this is a bad idea. Don't do it. Everyone else hates it. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the Jaguars drafting for about 10 years. So, I mean, who takes Tyson Alu Alu at pick 10 overall? Never heard that name before in my life. Uh, well, well, we took him at 10 overall a few, <laughs> a few years ago. Defensive tackle out of California. So that's fun. Uh, gotta love it. You gotta love it. So, uh, Tree Sivia, I was a pretty good one today. I'm glad I guessed it. Uh, maybe even guessed it and a half with Jamal Charles. But, you know, being a thousand off on the carries, quite the difference. Quite the but, difference. <laughs> We all know what we've done the last two episodes. That's kind of gone over all the news and training camp. That's something we're going to go over again here in a little bit. But right now, we've all been waiting for it. It's something we wait for every summer while training camp has started, and it's hard knocks. The first episode came out for the Oakland Raiders, and let me tell you, the intro that had they had with Gruden talking was fantastic. I know that's what I said, not last episode, but maybe the one before. I was trying to explain it. Rewatching it, I realized I did an, a shitty ass job on explaining what he said, but rehearing it, I was like, dang. Like, I would be so motivated in that moment. Yeah, for sure. And I actually thought you did a very good job because when I started watching, I was like, oh, this is exactly the way Austin described it. So don't be so hard on yourself. I appreciate but that. Over, yeah. Overall, I thought the episode was good. I'm, the first one's always a little bit slower than the other ones just because it's the intro and everything. So it was fine. Um, the Ronald Aldi thing, I thought they could have done without like giving him more publicity. That kid is just a punk ass bitch. I mean, <laughs> well, I think they were it seemed like as if they were banking on that getting to be their story. <laughs> and then it was great to just like get him out of here. And it was like, yeah. Well, I guess we'll just do a video of them taking the pads out. Oh, let's put the pads right back, you know. It mm-hmm. just yeah, and I was surprised. I thought Westbrooks was still on the Rams. That was news to me that he was released. Yeah, it was to me as well. I had to kind of research who he was because I knew the name was familiar, but I didn't remember where he was at. So that was news to me as well. But I liked Gruden's comment on being like, that's got to be the ugliest uh, number in football. I'm going to do what I can to get you a new number. 
Yeah, for sure. I just remember Westbrook's from the Rams hard knocks a few years ago because he has the tattoo on his face. And they're like, so why'd you get that? And he said, I guess football better work out for me because I'm not going to get a job anywhere else now. That's right. It's all coming back to me now, like a night of drinking. Here it is. One story at a time. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be a good episode, a good series overall. I mean, so many storylines, obviously. They haven't even brought up Vegas, which I thought for sure they would bring up in the first episode. That's like, hey, this is the last time it's going to be in Napa Valley, probably. They're not going to have training camp there next year, I would assume. I would assume they would want it at their actual facility. Since it's brand new, but maybe not. The uh, I with their intro video, like the last couple years, I thought it's been kind of cool. Like the Buccaneers was cool, the Cleveland Browns was cool. With this one, it was just it felt kind of boring. And I I assumed that the the building of the stadium would kind of be in there. You know how like when you start a Game of Thrones episode and it's like everything being built or configured. Someone should have thought to do that with the Oakland Raiders stadium or the Las Vegas stadium for them in that video and then have the poem over it while showing the glimpse of the old coming in with the new and then all of their legends. If the alumni for the Raiders is that big of a deal for them, like you could have incorporated the old with the new that transition into a new city. Like that's part of the reason why the Raiders are on hard knocks. They honestly should have just waited to do it next year when they are moving, kind of how they did it with the Rams. Either that or All or Nothing should definitely do it because either way, it's going to be cool, and they need to have that tape like they did with the Rams. Yeah, it would be cool. Speaking of Game of Thrones, should we get in? Have I I talked to you about it yet? No, you haven't. You told me you had the last episode, and then you, you left me with a comment, but that was it. Yeah, I'm done. I finished it. Thoughts? Where to start? Um, if I was a fan watching that show for the years and I had to wait all that time, I would have been very, very frustrated with the ending. Like super frustrated for me. I was just like, that was lame. I don't really like the ending, but I wasn't frustrated because I binge watched the entire thing in two months. So like, I never had like that downtime of anticipation so, um, overall, it, it's just weird. I mean, how they decided Bran was going to be king, like, in moments notice, just, like, within, like, 30-second conversation, I thought was super weird. Um, Sansa's a bitch. I'm on record. I don't even care. Oh, I she, like the way she ended. She screwed Jon Snow. What are you talking about? How did she screw Jon Snow? Because... She was the one, she purposely wanted to make sure he, everybody knew who he was and to get Khaleesi gone and then didn't try to protect him from going to the Night's Watch. She could have done so much more. Damn, I guess I didn't look at it as like that. That's the way I think I maybe it. she wanted everyone to know who he was strictly due to the fact that Khaleesi being the head of everything was probably not the best idea. And within that, knowing John is the true heir to the throne, finding a way for him to get it. And that, and even if that took him killing her, which spoiler, he ultimately did. Then she would still get to rule 
the North like she wanted. You know what I mean? She still get to be the lady and the, the North would be its own thing instead of being a part of the seven kingdoms that would be at separate. So that was my understanding from it. And then with him going to the oh shoot, what's it called? The, the night's watch like that. That was just so dumb. It was like so you dumb. Said, the way it ended, it was an easy cop out. And I didn't like how brand said two episodes before um, I'm not going to be the king of the north because I'm the raven's eye now, you know, or the, I'm the three-eyed raven. Well, yeah. how are you going to be that and now the freaking head of everything? That's it's so not, dumb. It is dumb, and yeah. They did too many setups for extra shows, which I don't think are going to take place. Like yeah. It's like they set one up for Arya to go see what's in Westeros. Guess what? Your fucking brother's the three-eyed raven. Have him send some shit over there and figure it out and then go look. Like, that would be cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm just going to go look myself. No, little bitch, you're not. Yeah. You're she's not, awesome. she's not a little. She's not she's, a little bitch. She's awesome. She's a little badass. But I mean, there's no, that. you can't create a show out of that because I don't think it's going to be as interesting enough. The dragon just taking off on its own. The dragon burning the throne. Cool. I had eight, I had nine, however many years people spent into this show watching it. To just watch a dragon burn it to the ground and then destroy everything. What's the fucking point of that? Exactly. Jon Snow uh, killing her, it made sense at that point. What she did, okay, that's justified. But for them to him to just go to jail and then you said skip to them going in a meeting about what to do with it. And then the solely being like, oh, if we if he's anointed, then we're going to have a war. Well, they end by riding off on ships. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. He's our king now. Try and come back. We have all this money. We have all of our guards now. We've rebuilt. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I hate that. I, I think I've told you this before. I hate how all of the main characters die in this entire series. Like, none of them die, like, in a battle. They all die in weird fucking ways. Yes. Getting poisoned. Oh, we're just downstairs and fucking rocks are falling on us. Or... I'm kissing a man and then he stabs me, right? Like the the red whoa, whoa, wedding. Not just a man, her nephew. Her, <laughs> yeah, her nephew. That's fair. That is fair. The red wedding was the only one that I was like, oh fuck! Like, yeah, holy shit! Everything else, I was like, really? I mean, like even, sorry, what was the original king's? Not not the, the young king. The young king. What's the the first young king. Sorry, what's his name? Joffrey? Joffrey, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Brain heart right there. Joffrey. Little, mm, that's another name. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Like, even his way. Like, I wish that he didn't die like that. I wish he died even worse. I don't know. Yeah, poisoning. Okay. We we just saw the episode before him kill a stripper butt naked by shooting her like eight times with a crossbow. Yeah, and that never gets brought up again. That pisses me off. No. It was just at some point with the last season, they just gave up. They were done. I think them taking 53 days to film a freaking fight scene to be filmed in the damn dark. Like, at some point, the night has got to be over, right? Like, the sun has at least got to rise. And then with it ending that quickly, like, Jon Snow never fought him. You're telling me this entire scene, we're getting too far into this. But this entire show is built up to the winter is coming, and winter came for one fucking night. Yeah, basically. 
I know. What was the year wait for? The year that we waited for this season could have been done last season for you guys to kill the Night King. Like, that's yeah. what could have been happened last summer. But mm-hmm. no. You just got to do so well on this, you get Star Wars. I hope you fuck up Star Wars. I hope you ruin the last one. Because you fucked up the Game of Thrones. I've never been interested in magic and dragons before in my life. And here I am fucking watching it. And it ends in 30 seconds on the end to some kid that sees into the future with ravens who's done nothing ever since he fell off the fucking wall. And he's now the king of all of it. Yep. And also the one kid in the group project getting an A plus when he did absolutely nothing. Exactly. No, no, 100%. Okay. Last thing, because you're right. We're getting way too far into this. We, <laughs> we apologize, everybody. Last thing. Series, TV series, an episode should not be an hour and a half. I'm not watching a fucking movie. I'm watching a series. An hour and five minutes max. For the record. If I wanted to watch a movie, I'd go to fucking the movie theater down the street, buy some popcorn and some candy... And fucking watch it there. I don't Whoa. need to watch. I don't need to watch eight movies for one fucking series. So out of all that, I don't mind the the movie series. That doesn't bother me. It just gives me something to do. But you're not going to a movie theater and buying the the candy there, are you? No, of course not. I bring it okay. myself. No, I was gonna say, come on, my guy. Come <laughs> on, man. Come on, dude. You're stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're smarter than that, dude. But back to hard knocks. Oh. One more thing, actually. One more thing about movies. Wonder what you need to do. What's that? You you need to get those little uh, wine like bottles. They like the little ones. Um, and they're they're like the size of like a protein shake. Dude, yeah. take those into movies. Dude, get fucking shitty off off boxed wine basically <laughs> during a movie. Game changer. <laughs> you're welcome everyone you're welcome uh, appreciate that now back to hard knocks Derek carr that's a goofy son of a bitch yes he is him playing with his kids though that was pretty cool um i felt like the introduction with him and his wife sitting there with a newborn i felt like that was too forced it was there was too much going on with the kids playing in the pool and then them just trying to have a normal conversation. It felt like they cut a lot of it out because who knows how many times they were yelling at the kids to like take it easy playing in the pool. But like playing inside at the basketball playing basketball, that was pretty cool. Like, hey, get the ball. Like I'm not gonna get it for you. Like if you want the ball, get it. Like that was kinda cool to see that competitiveness competitiveness being instilled in his kids. Um, Jonathan Abram. Man, that seems like one of those kids that knows he's the favorite and he's going to push it as far as he can go. And it's going to get to a point where it's like, hey, you've done nothing and you're still acting this way. Tone it the fuck down. Like, that's the kind of vibe I picked up with him, with Gruden in that relationship. Is it was kind of like he knew he could cross certain boundaries. But I don't, does it, does it make, understand, excuse me, does it make sense what I'm trying to say? It does, and you okay. even saw it during the team dinner when Derek Carr was buying everybody things, and he's like, I purposely haven't eaten so I could have a, order two or three things. I'm like, no, fucking rook, because you hate that word. Yeah. Rookie. Like, calm down. Just order a normal meal and just be a normal adult. Like, that's a very generous thing that Derek Carr is doing. You don't take advantage of that type of shit. I don't know. And the whole salmon, salmon thing, like... Dude, come you're, on. Trying to be, you're trying to be silly, and it, it didn't work. It's it like Michael Scott in front of a camera. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. There yeah. we go. There we go. 
So. And then the last thing within Hard Knocks, uh, the AB Antonio Brown his injury. When the trainer is like, "Hey, take it easy." Why is he not just like, oh, okay, I mean, I got people depending on me, you know, I need to continue to work hard. Oh, yeah, that's the exact reason why you need to take it easy. Your feet are not in good condition. And the news came out yesterday that he's got extreme frostbite from the cytotherapy or cytotherapy ice chamber shit that players are doing now, which I feel like just causes more injuries than it does helping. I mean, just take an ice bath. You're fine. Don't go standing in a freezer that goes so many degrees below zero that's pointless for you yeah and if you're going into one of those things why would you not wear fucking the right shoes like i mean you're not a hard ass like you're not gonna fucking beat mother nature the yeah the bitch is as old as time yeah i mean she has split the fucking world apart create storms and you're like ah, i'll be fine in this ice no you won't bro we've already had the ice age those fuckers didn't get through either yeah it's it's like the dudes from Barstool that are like, imagine being thinking you're fr- stronger than the fucking sun. The sun, because you're not wearing sunscreen. No, I'm good. <laughs> fucking people. Driving me insane. God. But, man. I mean, how do, you, how do you recover from extreme frostbite on your feet when you have the mindset of, I have to continue to work hard and do my best every rep and every play, when people are literally trying to tell you to not do it? You can't. It's yeah. it's a lose lose situation basically. And the thing with Gruden, man, you totally see the chuckiness come out of him. Whether he's like, "Hey, don't be hitting so hard." Da 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 da. He's like, "Hey, take it easy." And they're like, "But coach, come on, now. I just want to go hard." And you just start to see that smile because he's like, "I love it. I love you're telling me no because you want to go even harder." But as some aspect, you be like, "Dude, like it doesn't matter how hard you go right now because if you're not going hard for us in December, then what you're doing now is pointless." Exactly. Yep, for sure. All right, let's talk about some preseason games, shall we? Yes, sir. So we're not going to get deep into it, right? Like Players aren't playing, all that stuff. So I just want to talk about betting purposes for all, any of our fans that like to bet. Here are the keys to betting preseason games that I have found. The number one thing I look for is backup athletic quarterbacks, ones that are going to run. Because backup offensive linemen in the NFL, newsflash for everybody, are garbage. They're really bad. Every single team has five, if they're lucky, six good offensive linemen. The rest are trash. And that is why you see so many good teams from year to year become bad. Because offensive line, their offensive line gets beat up and they can't recover from it. So... That's what I think that you're going to do. That's what I like to bet on during preseason is athletic quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks that are going to play a lot because two, the defense can't blitz. Actually, I think you can sometimes send five. I I can't remember the rule, but you can't send more than five at a time. So it's going to be very vanilla defense and offensive line is going to break down. So he's going to scramble and he's going to get a ton of garbage yards, which ends up coming up with points. So, just for everybody, if you want to bet on things, that's a good thing to bet on. That's a good point that I never really thought of. I mean, I'm not the one that's betting. I don't feel like I'm going to be the type of guy that's betting on preseason games. But if you're um, a degenerate gambler, as someone I know uh, says quite often about oneself, 
then I guess maybe you're, you're betting on preseason games. But that ain't, that's not me. Not yet, anyways. But Yeah, I mean, just saying. I'm putting some money down on Trace McSorley having a pretty damn good game tomorrow against the Jaguars. Oh, I didn't say any names. I didn't say any names. But I'm you know, just saying. I just, I'm just uh, saying if I was somebody that would gamble, that's what I would do. What but, team is he on again? I don't remember. He's on the Ravens. Is he really? Yeah. Oh shit. Did you hear the reports of Jarrett Stidham having a good camp with uh, the Patriots, kind of being the the star? I haven't. Dude, hey, next Tom fucking Brady right there. Me and Mello both called that to Senior Bowl. I was like, hey, he's looking pretty good. He's looking better than Daniel Jones. He's looking better than Drew Locke. Jarrett Stidham didn't have an offensive line last year at Auburn, and his receivers had a ton of drops. But he did what he could, and he did pretty well at the Senior Bowl. And now that he's with the Patriots and Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, keep an eye out. That's all I'm going to say. That might be the heir to the throne with Tom Brady, Jarrett Stidham. That'd be interesting. All right, I'll have to keep an eye out. Yes, let's sir. Talk about a, let's talk about another rookie who is out again with another injury, and what? that is Nick Bosa. What? I'm shocked. Shocked? He has another injury? Yeah, another so, leg injury. Another leg injury? Huh. It's only as if he's had six of them so far in his career. Yep. Whether it's a hamstring, an ACL... A uh, quad, an ankle now, a knee, another knee. I mean, dude, it's not a matter of when you're going to get hurt. It's not a matter of if you're going to get hurt. It's a matter of when. Mm-hmm. And with Nick Bosa, there's a lot of wins. Yes. Yes, there are. And same with Jason Perrett. They signed him. I actually did think it was a good risky pick, pickup it, for them. It was, yes. But, like, it was a cheap pickup, right? Like, it was, like two or three million for one year. Like I thought it was good for like, Hey, if he, if the dude stays healthy, like you got a really good cornerback for on the cheap side. It's not like Nick Bosa where you're drafting him number two overall. And now you're depending on it for the next 10 years. Yeah. And both these guys are with the 49ers. Of course, another 49 player, 49ers player that signed this off season to a massive contract. D Ford. Guess what? Having knee and having back injuries. Shocker there. Honestly, not really. Contract year is undefeated, as the Mr. Therese Paler would say. And there it is with D Ford. But my question is what I said last time. What are the 49ers, you know, what's their story in the training camp? Can they get through healthy? It's kind of looking here. They're not really. I mean, these are very key components to their defense. Yeah, you said Jason Verrett, or Verrett, excuse me, um, was kind of a, a risky pickup. It's looking to bite you in the ass. And if you're John Lynch, you really don't have many more bit-me-in-the-ass kind of mistakes that can take place. You know, heading into, what, year four now, year three of being the general manager? Oh, I mean, they almost they almost have to have a new athletic training staff. Like, you have to figure out something. If you continue to have this year in and year out, you got to find something that's the issue. And at, one, at some point, it's got to be that. Oh, for sure, for sure. So we'll see, man. We'll see what happens there. I I mean, it was all today that ha- this happened. They're having MRIs tomorrow, so we don't really have any more update other than they were injured, and it's ankle injuries, both of them. Yep. So, 
Another news that broke out this morning, which seemed like a big deal, was Joe Hayden going out with an injury. He got carted mm-hmm. off the field. You had Adam Schefter and everybody reporting about it that Steelers are holding their breath. And you, when you have that tweet, you know that something next in a couple hours is like, well, he's done for a long time. A couple hours later, they're like, ah, it's a minor injury. They'll take it easy the next couple weeks with him. Do they say what the injury was too? His, I think his I ankle. That. It was it his was ankle. ankle. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So dodging a bullet there. That's for yeah. sure. An injury that didn't look like it was minor was uh, Vita Vea with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, a little one-on-one, one-on-two type drill. He's, you know, it looks like he's winning the battle. And then all of a sudden it just, his knee buckled or he planted the wrong way and he just dropped. And the, you know, the offensive line was still kind of going a little bit. And then you just see him start aggressively grabbing his knee and that was about the end of the video. But, yeah, man, you can't afford to be taking blows like that as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially along the defensive front when you got rid of Gerald McCoy. And Jason Pierre-Paul isn't going to be ready till midseason at the best. Yikes. Yeah. Another reason, the number why, one pick? another reason why I took – I put – a fair amount of money on the under for them. They had there was six wins. I took the under and felt very confident. I was like, "Sure, Vegas, take this money for eight months. I'll I'll be back to take to take a lot more from you guys. Like, thanks for the free money, bitches." <laughs> That's what I said to the dealer. I was like, right in his face. I'm like, "Hey, man, thanks for the free money, bitch." And he was like, "What?" I'm like, "Nothing. Just give me my chip." Just give me my ticket. Thank you. No, you did not. No, of course not. not Dang it. I was wishing you had said, hell yeah, I did. I'm like, oh, you're badass. I really would have thought it. I'm like, damn. No, I'm not going to lie. So. (laughs) Only did for 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah, I can't can't keep it up, though. But um, in all reality, they for sure are going to be. A top three pick, I think. They're, one, their division is so hard. I bet I bet overall, actually, I have an article coming out where I talk about this, so a little bit of a spoiler, but I think they probably go one and five in their division. That's just being generous. They could easily go 0 and 6. Mm-hmm. They also play the AFC South, which I don't know if they beat any of the AFC South teams. Maybe maybe they pull out a win against the Titans, but I think the Titans are just too tough for them. I think they're going to be able to run it down their throat. I think Jacksonville will run it down their throat. And as long as Andrew Luck is healthy, which we need to talk about, that's a serious thing. So everybody, Andrew Luck, still not practicing with the calf injury. He's had three MRIs on that thing. Three? three? Yeah. Over the last couple of weeks, he's had three. You don't have three MRIs if something's not serious. What could you have done to your calf? A lot of people are saying it's very similar to Kevin Durant's injury. No way. So they're like, we have to be super careful so it doesn't end up becoming an Achilles injury. Damn. So last episode, I went on this tangent, so I need to apologize for you about me saying the only injury Andrew Luck has ever had was that shoulder injury. So Mm -hmm. this is me saying, "I, I am sorry, and you may be right. Well, that's not something I'm excited to be right about. You know, until the Chiefs play him, it's one less thing to kind of worry about, you know. But there's a lot of videos coming out of Colts training camp with, uh, oh my gosh, quarterback, backup quarterback. Jacoby Brissett? Yes, that's the name. I was about to say Jarrett, but yes, Jacoby Brissett hitting T.Y. pretty deep. I mean, there's several videos of that, of them looking like they have a pretty decent connection. But it's not the same if, if Andrew Luck's not the quarterback. 
I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Like you said last, you know, last episode, he's when he plays, they're in the playoffs. So as Colts with Colts fans, I'm sorry to hear it. You know, I hope it's not as big as what it seems, you know, once you hear three MRIs, hopefully it's just them trying to be extra safe and, you know, extra cautious and not wanting to lose him anymore. And it's not as serious as what, you know, we're possibly thinking, because I know we all think the worst at all times. So really, I hope everything is all right, because when Andrew Luck is in the league and he's playing good, it's better for the NFL. I mean, it truly is. For sure. I mean, yeah, I don't want any injuries. I, I hate beating teams with injuries. But at the same time, when you're thinking win totals, I don't know. And I know that they started out really bad last year. I think they started out like one and four, one and five, and then went on that tear. I don't know if they can do that again this year. I don't I know if it was one and five. I think they lost like their first three. Okay. Or so first maybe I two. Into, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think they won their first one, lost three in a row, and everyone's like, what the heck's going on? And all of a sudden it was just like, win, 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 win. And then Andrew Luck didn't get hit for like 10 games. Yeah. So going on, it's I don't think they can do that again this year because the Jags are better. The Texans are – the Texans still won the division. I. It comes across – a lot of people think the Colts won that division last year. The Texans won the AFC South in 2018, not the Colts. And you're looking at me like, really? Yes, really. The Texans won that division. And then they played each other in the wild card round in Houston, and the Colts beat them. Why were the Texans playing in the wild card if they won the division? Because they weren't a one or two seed. That would have been the Patriots and the Chargers oh, or Chiefs. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, easy. Easy with easy, that little Charger easy, slip easy. up. You watch easy, your fucking mouth is what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I mean, you start out that bad. Texans still in the division. Jags are going to be better. They only beat the Colts, or sorry, the Colts only beat the Titans by one game overall. I mean, I just don't see they can't afford it. Is basically what I'm getting to. Yeah, I mean that's just the beauty of the NFL is how tough it is and what's going to happen year in and year out. But it it does suck seeing Andrew Luck deal with this again, especially with the the year that he had last year and. You know, the excitement that's coming out of Indianapolis with their fans. But, like, like we've said numerous times already, that's just the way it works and that's how it is. Um, Other than that, do you have any other, you know, training camp news that you want to talk about? Anything within the Jaguars organization? Yeah, I want to talk about the Jags a little bit just because, again, like we say, this is our podcast. We can talk about our teams a little bit more than we want. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, they had joint practice with the Baltimore Ravens this week. Did the Chiefs have joint practices, or are they going to have any? I don't. I don't think they do. I haven't. Andy Reid just doesn't do that. They've okay. not had one in the time that he's been there. Oh, okay, cool. So Jags did it with the Patriots a couple years ago, and anyways, they're doing it with the Ravens this year. And overall, offense is looking good. It's looking really good. I'm I'm happy with it. DJ Chark is just catching everything which is great to see because last year he was gator arming everything like it was mm-hmm. super frustrating but he's actually catching things dd westbrook just making plays there's some videos that you may have saw me tweet them but some of the routes they were running were just blowing past the dbs of the ravens including a nasty one by conley on oh. on smith dude that was nasty and then the end with what route was that Woo-hoo. yeah 
Uh huh. Yeah. So, nobody knows what that was. Called. A fucking see you later route. <laughs> yeah, it was. So he's doing good. Leonard Fournette, man. I, I'm trying not to. I, I'm trying not to buy into it. I'm really fighting it. But man, he looks good. He he looks really good. He he's catching out of the backfield all the time. Like they're making that a point of this offense. They want him to get into the open field rather than just running him up the middle and into the lines and him, him using his power to run over linebackers. Like let's get you out into the open. And maybe it's you versus a cornerback and maybe better things will happen. Right. Yeah. Like they're doing that. And then there's, a, there's been a few videos today where Dee Filippo, the offensive coordinator went up to him cause he was mic'd up and he was like, Hey man, you have, set the tone for the entire running back team on pass blocking and pass protection. Like you are the best on this team right now. And he's like, that is huge for us when you're our best running back plus the best at pass protection, which he wasn't before. Like that's why TJ, TJ Yeldon was always in on third downs. It wasn't because he was just a better pass catcher. It was, he was better at pass protection as well. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then there's Jalen Ramsey, who's just, I, we, we started talking about this a little bit before the podcast, so let's just get into this a little bit. Please. So he – a little article came out today about how when he was in college, when they were playing big-name schools, he would basically stalk that the receiver that he was going to guard on Instagram or social media, find out who his girlfriend is, and then start texting her during the week before just to get into the receiver's head. First off, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> such a douche move and i love every bit of it i think it's amazing um <laughs> and overall he's been i mean we know that the ravens receivers aren't particularly the best but he's doing fantastic shutting them down campbell came out clay's campbell came out today was just like if we get them to third a team to third down and long the, the entire league is in trouble with our four-man front. He's like, you put me and Marcel Darius in the middle, and you put Yannick and Josh Allen on the outside. He's like, the entire league better be scared on third down and long when they're playing us. Well, just the fact that he fell to him. I mean, I know we talked about it, and you were like, if it happens, that's going to be amazing, but there's just no way it does. Well, the Giants fucking giant, and sure enough, there he is. And they're just bol- bolsters back to your guys' defensive line. And if teams are stuck in third nine or third and long, like you said, it is going to be a very, a very scary. Yeah, I just, I just think it's back to the Saxonville days of 2017 when they had this lightning package is kind of what they call it, where it used to be Dante Fowler on the other side, but now mm-hmm. you have Josh Allen. And Josh Allen is a way better prospect than what Dante Fowler was. Dante, I, and don't get me wrong, I really was pumped that when we got Dante Fowler, I he was one of my favorite prospects. Like, he's a freak athlete, big, strong, but he just wasn't, that's what he was, right? He was an athlete, not an actual good, like, defensive football player that yeah. Josh Allen clearly is. So, that's that. So, I need to ask you now. Tell me, how's how's the receiving core of your Kansas City Chiefs doing. Hey, <laughs> look out. Because it's not even just Tyreek Hill. It's not even just Sammy Watkins. And it's not just Travis Kelsey. It's the Honey Badger, or not excuse me, uh, Honey Thunder is what he calls himself. Excuse me. Honey Thunder, Demarcus Robinson. 
having a pretty good camp. McCole Cardman or Hart. My God, what am I? What am I saying here? McCole Hardman having another pretty good camp, and that's one thing else I learned. It's not me, Cole. It's like Nicole, but with an M. So it's McCole. McCole Hardman having another stellar camp. Him and uh, Patrick Mahomes are looking to have a great connection. That's all everyone's talking about coming out of camp. And then uh, Mr. Kemp, uh, Gireg Dieter is out with um, back spasms. He's having issues, so he's been sitting out. But Mr. Kemp, hey, he's looking pretty solid as well. He's a taller receiver, kind of lengthy. He's not built real well, but he's he's been running good routes. He's been catching, you know, um, out of body catches, you know, away from his body. He's been making plays, showing out, and then with the Chiefs' defense as well, their second, their corners are the one concern within the entire team. But Charvarius Ward is looking like he's having a decent camp. There's been some good, uh, some good practices, you know, good words out of him. Mark Fields, the undrafted free agent out of Clemson. Which it's when you read more into that, it just seems like he didn't get along with the coaches, so they just didn't play him. But he's just as good as what Trayvon Mullen was. It's funny how I say that name right, but not any of the other ones that I know right off the bat, you know. But uh, it sounds like Mark Fields is just as good as, if almost not better than, the coaches just didn't like his attitude with them, so they didn't play him. That's kind of what I'm getting from that. But he's been doing decently well at camp. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo, I believe I said this a couple episodes ago, said, hey, he's got all the physicality. He's got all the physical tools. He's just got to get the mental aspect. And if he gets that down, look out. So the Chiefs are looking stellar. The receiving core, which is what we initially started with, man, look out. Because it's just weapon after weapon after weapon. That's awesome. So I heard that former Jaguar Carlos Hyde is running with the ones right now. I think they're just kind of doing that with a package with D. Will, um, Damian Williams. I don't really understand necessarily why. I don't know what their their plan is with him because he doesn't seem to be much of a pass catching. He's more. He seems to me more of kind of like a power back. Am I right there on what his game style is? So a lot of people think that, but he's actually a really good pass catcher. Like it's a very underrated skill. And his last year in the with the Niners, his last full year. He did very good in it. So the first year Shanahan's offense. So he's a lot better than what people give him credit for. So I just didn't know if it was because they wanted to just give him like some, just some run at it or if they were just being super cautious with the D-Will hamstring injury. It might be a mixture of both. I really think they're trying to figure out who they want in the running back room with you know the young rookie that they got, the late rookie that they drafted. It's just kind of seeing... Uh, Darwin Thompson, excuse me, out of Utah State. They're really just kind of wanting to see where these guys fit in and kind of what they do with the ones. And I also think another part of it is Andy Reid testing out what plays are going to be good with what packages. You know, this is the time to be doing this. I think he's just trying to figure out where these guys fit and what their role can be in this new offense that he's going to be coming out with and that stack index cards that he called Pat plays. I mean, everyone's going to have a role into it. And so right now it's just for him, it's just plugging a play. It's like playing with toys as a kid outside. You know, you're playing with Hot Wheels on the dirt. That's what Andy Reid's doing with these guys right now. That makes sense. All right, one last thing that I wanted to talk about, and it's not with the Chiefs. It's actually with the Broncos. Did uh-huh. you see that article with the two receivers going at it in Sutton and Sanders? Yeah, I saw the video. Oh, I hadn't seen the video yet. It's not a clear video. It's just like everyone's sitting there, and all of a sudden you see one run around the front side of another player and just come wailing in. I don't know who threw the first punch or what words were said, but 
yikes, dude. That's <laughs> that's not what you want to see in a Broncos training camp right now. Not at especially when those are your two top guys. So to me, it looks like one's trying to give the advice to the other, and one's not accepting it. And I don't know which one it is. Yeah. That's a tough look, especially for a 32-year-old wide receiver coming off an Achilles injury. Exactly. Yep. The Fangio needs to lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. So, and another reason why I have that team going under the six and a half wins as well. But that's none of my business. Um, We didn't really talk about the Hall of Fame game much. So let's just go ahead and say this. Uh, Drew Locke still looks like garbage. <laughs> Pretty evident. Very, very evident. It's just like Dan Orlovsky did a perfect video of it, you know, a couple days after the game on Drew Locke just not making the reads. But another part of it was just a shitty play calling. And like you said, you know, backup offensive linemen, not that good. Backup defensive ends, you know, late round guys, they're trying to make a play, and it looked like they did that quite a bit. But Drew Locke also had several chances for deep shots down the field, and he overthrew them. Like, those are game-changing type throws that he overthrew. And it's because he does that stupid thing where he stays on his back foot, and he just tries to loft it over the top, and he just holds his hand there like a freaking cookie jar. You're not playing fucking basketball. You're throwing the goddamn football. Step into that bitch and get get, get rid of it. Don't just like, do-do-do-do-do, throwing it. Ah, man, I overthrew it because my arm's just so strong. No, bitch, he's 20 yards down the field to hit him because he's already broken the coverage. Now get him in the ball and go. And that's just the frustrating part. It's what you saw with him at Mizzou. And all the Mizzou fans are like, oh, we got a strong-arm quarterback. Look at this guy. He's already thrown two interceptions today. I don't care about the 30-yard out route that he finally hit between two defenders because one of them you know, broke his ankle on the cut from the route on the receiver. Like The difference in the NFL is those guys aren't going to be having those mistakes. Defenders are going to be reading you clear. You need to make your decision, step into your throw. That's where your strong arm comes in, not just standing there lackadaisical with your feet planted and then not getting into the throw. And that's been my frustration with Drew Locke ever since his time at Mizzou within the Senior Bowl and and now with the Broncos. If he can figure that out, he's going to be a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, for sure. And this is the exact reason why I didn't have him actually in my top five in quarterbacks in the entire draft class. I just yeah. There's just things that I was just like I don't know if he can fix this. I just don't know. And if he does, it's going to take years to fix this. But that's about it. All right. Next episode is going to be awesome because we can go game by game and actually talk about players that caught our eye over yes. Thursday and Friday. We can actually talk about dudes that hey, these guys probably going to make the team. These guys might not, but they'll get picked up, so on and so forth. Obviously, teams aren't going to show everything, but you do get to see that tendency of what teams might do, right? Like the Falcons, for example, like uh, Dirt Cutter really showed that he's going to be willing to do the stretch plays and do the, mm-hmm. you know, the rollouts. And like, that's going to be their offense nowadays. Like, it's not going to be what it was the previous couple of years. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, One thing that surprised me with that game elsewhere for the, the Falcons how the fuck is Shop still in the NFL? I was wondering the same thing. I, was I like, completely forgot he was. I I figured he. I didn't even know. I thought it was just one of those guys that retired. We never heard about. And it's like, oh, here he comes back into the game. I was like, what? The, what are you doing, dude? Go like go home. Yeah, but you wonder what was. It's cool about Shop is he kind of was one of the first like guys that was getting like consistently over four thousand yards. 
Yeah, within the with the Texans, right? Yeah, with the Texans. Yeah. Like he was like he did it like back to back years or three years in a row or something. Everybody's like, holy shit. And then the whole passing game really took off, right? Yeah. And it's because of all the rules with the defensive backs not being able to touch anybody. But like he was one of the first guys to do it. So gotta give the man some props there. Yeah. Well it helps when you got Johnson as a receiver and then the couple other speedsters that they had, of course. Yeah, for sure. Oh, dude, I still love I still absolutely love the haymakers he was throwing against the Titans. <laughs> uh, yes. What's that dude's name? Finnegan? I don't remember, but I was thinking about it the other day because I want to know where that ugly son of a bitch is now because that's a weird... Oh, man, that hair and the <laughs> the tan or whatever it is, not, not a good mixture for you there, pal. Not at all, but... Man, that was fun. That was a lot of... A lot of fun back in the day. So, anyways, though, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? Uh, no, man, that wraps it up for me. Um, I think next episode, like you said, talking about each team, players that we see, it's going to be nice to see our own teams back on the field. I'm tired of seeing training camp stuff. I want to see him in pads. You know, I want to see him playing. It's going to be exciting. I might be going to the game Saturday, so I haven't figured it out. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be hot as hell, but tickets aren't as expensive. And I really want to see, you know, the lower level guys, how they play. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. So I actually might stay home so I can actually see the game and really pay attention to each player and get more of a TV view. Still haven't figured that out, like I said. But, no, I don't have anything else to say now. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Cool. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, hit us up if you guys want any merchandise. We are about to place a big order in the next couple of days. And then you guys can have it by probably the time football season starts if you really want it. Other than that, though, tonight we've been talking football.